to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it. Ric Flair, woo! 5-1-2 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Oh, that's right. Spec checks are already lit up. What's up, fellas? What's up to y'all, too? It's going down on a Friday. We're here for a good time, but we're here for a good time and a long time, actually. We're getting, getting into it. We got 6-15 Texas baseball. We'll be off a little bit early. We'll get into some Texas baseball discussion next segment. We'll talk Texas baseball beating West Virginia 12-2, NBA playoff review, Nuggets uh, beating the, the Lakers, and now taking a 2-0 series lead in that series. We'll preview the matchup tonight, Celtics versus the Heat. We'll also get into a little Longhorn football discussion on three. Has their top 100 players in all of college football. There's some Longhorns getting some love and some Longhorns that may have been snubbed. We'll get to that too. Tyrese Hunter returning to the 40 acres. All that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, brother? Man, it's that Porter Brown Brown going downtown. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that Texas baseball here in a little bit, but I got a chance to go watch some great baseball. Shout out to my man Cam Parker for the Round Rock Dragons broadcast. Great baseball, great high school baseball. We'll get into it. I'll talk a little bit about it a little bit later. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babels. I appreciate the intro, as always. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that the man is underpaid. It is Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? How you doing, brother? Hey, man, it's a Friday. It's always good to be here on a Friday. It is a 5-1-2 Friday, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, but we'll start off talking NBA, gentlemen, with the Nuggets taking a 2-0 series lead over the Lakers. Thought the Lakers would have a chance to pull out that win, um, but uh looks like Jamal Murray had a little something else to say about that in the fourth quarter. We will discuss it. We'll break it down. Also, you can be a part of the show. You're the most important part of the show. You're the heartbeat of this thing. You're the pulse of it. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harch in the Twitterverse. Uh, Patrick Davis is at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Like I said, we'll get to some Longhorn football and basketball discussion. Top of the 4 o'clock, top of the 6 o'clock. We're off early for 6.15 for Texas baseball. Uh, speaking of Texas baseball, we'll talk about their big win. Coach Pierce said, hey, you can't, can't sweep them if we don't win the first one. And they uh, made a statement with the first win, 12-2 to over the West Virginia Mountaineers. All right, we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, but, gentlemen, let's start off talking about the big win for the Nuggets, uh, 108 to 103. Oh, also, we will get to it. Uh, Jim Brown's passing uh, just broke uh, yep, a few yep. minutes ago, right before the show came on air. Uh, we will get to that. I promise you. We'll talk about that. I don't know if we can devote enough time to <laughs> the legacy Very of fair. Jim Brown. I, and, and the truth is, I don't think anybody. And I was. I, I will say this. I don't think anybody who is in our generation. Harge, I ain't that far from you. You're a little bit older than me, but not just that a, far. Just a little bit. A little bit. I don't think anybody in our generation can do him justice. 
No, unless no. you're doing a, a no. ton of research on Jim Brown, for people to actually got a chance to see Jim Brown, and there ain't many left that saw Jim Brown that also can uh, speak about it in a you know eloquent, articulate fashion. Mm-hmm. He, like I said, I, I don't know if we can do his legacy justice. Um, and we'll we'll try our best because uh, I know a little bit about Jim Brown, but over the re- over the weekend I'll do even more research. But we will talk Jim Brown. I promise you that just broke. So that's you know we didn't plan for it, but nope. of course we will we will change plans. Of course, that's for Jim what Brown. we do. Yeah, that's so what we, we, do. We, we I promise you, Jim Brown will be a huge. T- if not, we'll just devote rods around the day talking about Jim Brown. All right, if we don't have a chance to get to it, but I'm sure throughout the day Jim Brown's gonna come up more than once. No doubt. Um, no doubt. So, uh, R.I.P. to to the the Jim Brown, who's a legend, and uh, for he's a legend in multiple sports. That's was, how you know how yeah, great Jim Brown yeah. is. He's already considered the the uh, to be a goat in multiple sports, and he might be one of the most underappreciated crossover actors that was out there. Somebody that went from from sports to acting. He might be in that category as well. Well, I, I honestly, you could argue he's the first um, football, definitely the first football player to do it. Yeah. But some some players, some guys did it in sports. They did it unintentionally, or they did it as a kind of a side gig. Yeah, where they oh, just pop up in something. Yeah, cameos, yes. things like that. Yeah. No, no, no. You're talking about basically Jim Brown's plan after leaving the NFL and retiring. A lot of people thought way early, especially back then, even now, his plan was actually to (laughs) go into Hollywood acting. Yep. That was his plan. Yep. I don't don't know his IMDb. I hadn't looked at it. He's probably been. It's pretty deep. He's probably been in 40 something, 40, 50 movies. It's deep. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. Not, he's probably been in 40, 50. Now, I'm not saying he played, you know, he's a lead role right. in all those movies. He's a lead role in some of them, but he probably has been in 40 or 50 movies. Uh, you look at athletes who have also crossed over, how many have as many uh, IMDb credits or more than Jim Brown? Yeah. How many? Not very many. I can't think of any. That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> can we think of any that guys made it? Now, wrestlers are different. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. The wrestlers cross over. All right, yeah. get a little something. They Rock. go somewhere else and then go somewhere else. Yeah, The Rock is different. So yeah. you want to you want to put them on that and consider him part of it. I, I get that. But if you're just talking about the major sports, yeah, I don't know if anybody's crossed over in Hollywood. I like that. As successfully as Jim Brown. Yeah, I like that. And by the way, he's considered a, the, the, the crossover was considered a failure. To some, yeah, exactly. except for him. Well, no, just, yeah, yeah, you know, but yes, to put in, it out in, in the, the eyes frame because it. of what he was as a football player, yes, exactly. And obviously, a lot of people have been talking about lacrosse as well, but he wasn't as popular in lacrosse. But he was a goat in lacrosse. But he was yes. for the lacrosse community. Jim Brown's on the Mountain Rush. Exactly, just like <laughs> with football. For like, yeah. a lot of people talk about him as a running oh, back. Where no would you put him? Oh, he's on the Mount Rushmore. This yeah. person, this person, but Jim Brown is one of those. So. Yeah, I'm 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 in with that. I'm in with that. Um, no, that is uh, it's it's really is it, it's pretty. I mean, you talk about the, the legacy of it. It is pretty widespread and expanded because we t- we're just talking about the so we talk about the Hollywood crossover. You're talking about him being a goat in multiple sports, football and lacrosse, and then talk about him as a social activist. Yes, yeah. Talk about him during the civil rights movement. He became really close with a lot of these civil rights activists and him himself became one. And that's another aspect mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean, of, of, of his life and his legacy. Yep. 
<laughs> I'm down with that. So you're talking about the impact. I mean, it is. Like I said, it's so it's so widespread. I don't think we can do it justice. Like we yeah. just too young to do it justice. But Bucky, somebody brought up that Bucky, uh, and I agree with this. Say, say Bucky, Bucky definitely knows about Jim Brown, and I think he was one of his favorite running backs. Bucky may be able to do it justice. I'm not saying Bucky's like old and decrepit yeah, or anything. But I think it's like that when you no, talk but about he was in that realm. You got to be able to see it. You got to be able to see, see it. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. we didn't see. But that's it. what I'm saying. NFL like, films. When you talk about it. Earl Campbell passing the eye test, and that's why he's an eye test Hall of Famer, first ballot, right? Yep. I think Jim Brown is kind of in that world where you go, well, if you if you saw him live, you went, oh, he's the greatest running back who's ever played. Yep. And we just never, none of us ever got to really watch him play a lot. And you get to see some highlights, but you don't get to watch a game. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I've never watched the Jim Brown game. I've just seen highlights. That's a great yep. point. Yep. And so I, I, I feel like as a football theorist, I can't do it justice. If you watch a game, and, you know, we talk about this all the time. Ricky Williams has more rushing yards than Earl Campbell. I mean, Earl Campbell, mm-hmm. I don't even think Earl Campbell got to 10,000. I'm not sure. Maybe barely got there. Right. But Ricky's got more rushing yards than Earl Campbell. But Earl Campbell, we just, as Patrick just mentioned, we talk about it all the time. He, he didn't get to the Hall of Fame for stats. Right, He right. got in the Hall of Fame because he was like, <laughs> You watched him, right? Yeah, exactly. Gail Sayers is in the same conversation. Yeah. Like, you watched him, right? Yeah, yeah you watched him. You got and a chance then, to see what we saw, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 9,400 yards for Oak Campbell. Right, right. He's, he's a little shy of 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, so I, I know. So, so he said OJ had bigger roles. I know OJ, had, OJ might have had bigger roles. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean. Bubba Smith it. had some. Carl Weathers, if we want to say, he wasn't as that level, but he was Rocky. a pro pro football player for a little bit. Mm. So, was, uh, yeah, so he's, he's not on the athletic squad. level, but he's done a great job in, in acting. Well, Bubba we, Smith did a lot of movies, but they wasn't saying, a major role. If we're going to do that, then we can put The Rock in and The Rock's the GOAT. Because yeah. I, I don't consider, like I said, yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's, I a, that's a different yeah, that's path. A, to be, to be, to yeah. excel at both? Yes, that's kind of my thing. Like, thing yeah. it's, I, I understand that. We go to guys who would just start off on practice squads and then had a sniff of it then and then went to acting. Then you got to... We got you really got to expand the list. Mm-hmm. That's why I said the Rock. The Rock wins. Then we're gonna go that. We're talking about the legacy of Jim Brown. The Rock yep. wins. Because he did rock? play football too. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played football too. You want to go there? Then the Rock. The Rocks beat them all. Yep. And the Rocks go. Y'all want to get into that? No. We're talking about uh, you know the we're legacy some of Jim respect. Brown. Yeah, we put some respect <laughs> on Jim Brown's name. That's so, right. like I said, we can have that actual discussion about it. But I'm just saying, and if you talk about OJ Simpson, OJ Simpson probably. I don't know if he played – if you go look at I haven't counted, I guarantee him and Jim Brown have played in about the same amount of movies. If you want to say that Jim that O.J. Simpson is also the crossover king of, well, of, of, of football right. to cross over in Hollywood. I, I get Jim Brown, you haven't looked at his credits. He's well, not, not only that, we go back even further. We talked about one of the first people to cross over. O.J. came, but he wasn't the first. No, he was not. You know what I'm saying? So when you put him in that realm, it's a totally different conversation. Yes, OJ probably did have bigger roles, but he wasn't the guy that that decided to walk away from football to pursue, to pursue acting. acting. That was that was his at, intention at his height of yes. his career. Yeah, yeah, at the apex right. of it. Yeah, there, that, that's the difference. It, that's a great point. At that's the, the, at the apex of it. That's and think we about it. Back about. then, guys, the running backs are quarterbacks, basically. Yeah. Like they, 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 the, you know, we were, it was not passing league back then. So yeah, quarterbacks, they, they got some love, but not the love they get today. They want the faces of the team. He was the face of the team. He wasn't the disre- face he wasn't the disrespected in the contract disputes because <laughs> they were saying the running back is devalued. He, he was the value. He was the value. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, yeah interesting. You can come at it from a lot of different ways, yep, but uh, I'm with you. Uh, it's a great uh, legacy uh, left behind by Jim Brown, who has now passed away. So R.I.P. 
Okay, we'll continue to talk Jim Brown. I promise you, Spec Sex Line, we'll get to some of your thoughts about Jim Brown and uh, his legacy as well. Um, and we'll get to uh, some uh, other, we'll get to updates also on the PGA Championship. We'll get to a ton of stuff. There's a lot to get to. But let's so talk much. about the NBA playoffs, folks, uh, and the uh, the Nuggets. Now a 2-0 lead on the Lakers. I thought the Lakers last night were going to pull it out. They had control of the game for three quarters of the game. Honestly, for the first three quarters of the game. And uh, then Jamal Murray happened. Jamal Murray, um, guys, he had 23 points in the fourth quarter on his way to scoring 37. Actually struggled. It was one of those. We saw this from uh, Jason Tatum earlier Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. He actually missed 12 of 17 to start off the game um, and had, I believe, 14 points going into the the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, he just exploded. Um, He had the most points he's ever scored in a single playoff quarter, and that is his fourth 20-point fourth quarter in the playoffs, um, giving him the most of any player uh, in the playoffs. Uh, He definitely made a statement, 23 points, and the Lakers only had 24 points in the fourth quarter. He he damn near outscored the entire Lakers team with his performance in the fourth quarter. Uh, Usually we're talking about Nikola Jokic and how he's, you know, getting his flowers and getting his props. Uh, Not today. It was all about Jamal Murray and what Jamal Murray did. And the Lakers just couldn't stop him. And he gives the uh, Nuggets a 2-0 lead. Well, the thing about him was this is the thing that I talk about all the time. It goes back to doing everything right at the free throw line. He was clutch at the free throw line. Did he shoot the ball well in the fourth quarter? Absolutely. He was four or five in the fourth quarter. I mean, excuse me, six of seven and four or five from three. But he was seven of eight from the free throw line. That's the important part of it. Because you know when it's late in the game, they start fouling. You you were watching everybody's face, and they looked like they were exhausted. Every single player is like, man, we've been playing so hard. But that's when the mentality, that strong mentality, and I remember watching a few years ago, they did an interview with him about his shooting at the free throw line late in games. And he said, my dad used to run me so much and make me get Mm. to the free throw line that if I didn't make the free throws, I had to run even more so. Mm. So the mentality is always, and if you ever watched him play or you didn't watch him until this series – Watch him before he gets to the free throw line. He gets to the free throw line, and he practices his shot before they even give him the ball. Yeah. And that's the mentality that he's had because the, that he said, that's my cue to make sure that I have my legs involved in my free throw. That's the thing. And when it's clutch time and you're seeing it, he's making these big shots. But you see, he's got the ball in his hand. And it doesn't matter if you have the ball in your hand and you don't make free throws. That's real. But if you got the ball in your hand and you make the free throws, that 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 puts you to that next tier. And I heard everybody talking about this earlier today. You know, he's playing as an underdog because Patrick, you talked about this earlier. He's he hadn't been an all star. He has not been an all star. And people don't ever think of Jamal Murray unless you're a basketball person. And remember him at Kentucky and watched him play. And in, in the a, bubble. He had and that, in the bubble, in the bubble he had, he had, a had big those 250-point performances yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And if yeah. you're not a true basketball mind or doing what we do every day, people don't understand it. My man goes out there and he puts in that work. And last year, the reason why they didn't get there, because he didn't play. No, he was hurt. 
He's been hurt for most – like, that's a problem is exactly. him just staying on the court. Exactly. And he's been staying on the court this year. And I think we've seen, especially with the big names for the Lakers and Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they just look tired. They look They exhausted. look really tired in that fourth quarter of every game. They look really, really tired. And they missed a lot of shots in the fourth quarter of that game that the Lakers needed to hit to win. And you want to give it to your star players – but when they're not coming out on AD, because they're like, he ain't going to hit this three. And they're not coming out on LeBron, because he ain't going to hit that three. That's a real problem yeah. when your stars can't hit the wide-open jumpers. And Jamal Murray, on the other hand, is feeling the best he's felt in years. And he's coming out there and playing high level in the fourth quarter. Uh, it'll change a little bit when it gets back to L.A. Because, you know, LeBron will be back at his place where he's got probably at his house, he's probably got even better rest and rejuvenation uh, every science that's ever been made of how to keep your body up and re- and replenish your muscles as quickly as possible plus you're not going to be at elevation anymore yep. so if that changes because if they hit two threes in either one of these games it's it's different right yeah so they're not out of this series at all you can't say well this is over because Denver's just going to run them but you can't let a game like that get away let two games get away like that for for the Lakers yep. and just all because you are missing shots at the end of those games. That's a great point. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think for for LeBron too. I mean, um, oh my gosh, he I I can't even understand this stat, but it is a crazy stat that LeBron is one of twenty now on three pointers in the fourth quarter in these playoffs. He has missed nineteen straight three pointers in the fourth quarter dating back to game two of the first round of this year. Longest streak by any player in the last 25 years in the playoffs. We are not getting the X-Men. We're not getting the X-Men LeBron right now. That is we're not, wild. And we're get, we're, what we're getting, honestly, and I, I can't. I have to be the one who says this, we're getting a 39-year-old LeBron. We are starting to see that. And you talked about like them being in Denver, 5280. You know, that's that's the the highest altitude that you can play at. This this LeBron is the one that I am disappointed in, not because he's not scoring, not because of what he's done in his career. I'm disappointed in the flopping and the the mistakes that he's making. Is he putting up great numbers? Absolutely. Is he out there doing the things that we expect him to do? Yeah, but is he doing it at a superhuman level anymore? He can't. He can't. He's done so much, and I heard this too. He's played over 200 playoff games in his career. Yeah. Like, think about that. Because he's in the conference finals pretty much every year. Every single year. But he's at that point now where he's he's making so many – how does he airball a finger roll, number one, at the rim? How does he miss that – trying to figure out what he wanted to do on his dunk. That's not something we're used to seeing him do. And then he does this flopping thing where he he was thrown into the wrestling corner. That's what they did to him. He was like, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, man, you have gotten to the point you're too old in the game, man. And I know people are always like, man, he's done it all his career. I agree. He has done it all his career. He has flopped all his career. But he is not that dude anymore. But I guess you can't take make a do- I mean a leopard change his spots. I think he- I'm a huge LeBron no, and, fan and, too, by the way. And let's and for the record, Jokic had some bad flops in this game too. Everyone flops. It is Le- what it is. Jokic you cannot is single so- out LeBron as a flopper. The, yes. the NBA flops. 
I get it's because the camera is always on him that we always see his mourn. But Six eight two seventy, bro. You can't be just. Oh no, no. But I know, and he, that's the thing is, there was one earlier where he backed into Jokic, and Jokic went flying like he was, like he's fifty pounds. That's and right. you're like Jokic is thick. Yeah. That dude ain't flying over when and someone nothing's backs. Nothing's gonna be fast. No, and so <laughs> we, like you see that, and you just go, you go, okay, that's a flop too. I get it. Yeah, look, everybody flops. You shouldn't get those calls. They they tried for what half a season to stop flopping in the NBA, and then realized they couldn't do it anymore. So I. I get it. That That's not the problem with me the most. I mean, I think he's one of those guys that has to realize he shouldn't be on the ground as much as he is mm-hmm. because we see how much longer it takes him to get up off of the ground. Yeah. You know, he used to make fun of Shaq back in the day when Shaq would hit the ground and he would kind of fall real slowly yeah. and then oh, get up real slowly. That That's yeah. where LeBron's getting at 39 years Golly, old. Man. So it's like, hey, man, you just can't keep falling because the problem is you can't pop back up and run back down the court like you used to. Those hurt more and more. So you shouldn't be flopping solely on not that I care that you're flopping, but you shouldn't be doing it because it's ending up costing you points because now you're on the ground, and then when you hit the ground, your body's going, man, you're 30, not taking a nap, man. Just rest mm. it out. Yeah. So you know you can't do that. I, it, it's, it's more just disappointing to see that they understand the problem that they're missing them, and they, they're just not figuring out how to make, take that next step, that they were literally leaving Anthony Davis open for threes at the end of that game, not closing out on him. Yeah. Because they know if they close out, he's driving in and getting two easy buck, two easy points, maybe a foul. So they know, look, we'll we'll take the 20% chance he hits a three over almost an 80% chance of two points and a foul. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it but yeah, I mean LeBron, I, I don't I'm not as strong in my feelings about LeBron as you are, Harris, that he's basically just now a shell of himself. because uh, he almost had triple double. I mean no, close that, to it. but I'm yeah, saying two, ten, and nine. Those mistakes two that he's been making late in yes, the game. He does. He he is. I don't know if he's the guy necessarily in clutch time all the right, right now that you want to trust. Even though he is in the goat conversation, those three layups that he missed. Man, I mean, you lost by five points, and he, LeBron missed three gimmies. And I'm not one, saying that's the reason they no, lost. No, no, no. There was a lot that went on during that game. But when man. you see LeBron get a ball in the open court and he doesn't finish, you see LeBron get a steal and get to the rim and miss the entire rim. Yeah. That is where I'm like, man, what are you doing? It's one of the first times LeBron's looked old. I'll admit. Right. It's one of the first yeah. times right. I'll admit LeBron looked old. Like, man, he looked old. And then and he's, he's, like, old. he's looking around and – the one thing that I've really grown to really hate about the NBA right now is nobody will go and fight for a rebound. If you go back and look at the last two and a half, three minutes of that game, and you could probably find two and a half minutes throughout the entire game every single quarter, you will see that there is zero people around the rim. Every player is standing around the perimeter. Hmm. Every single player. And I'm like, at the end of the game or early in the game, I could see you doing that. I could see everybody waiting for their moment. But when we got to scrap to win and you got to have that mentality of, I can't trust that this guy is going to make this basket. Because what what I've seen is everybody believes that Hmm. their guy taking that shot at the end of the game is going to make it. And they're standing and watching. And I'm like, it's late. None of you have legs. <laughs> Go get a rebound. Like, I don't trust any of you right now. Yeah. And it's it's just so disheartening because now you're you're watching these games and you're saying, okay, to your point, 
LeBron missed those three layups. They lost by five. There was probably two shots early in the game. Anthony Davis, he makes one three-pointer. So what does he think? I'm going to make another one. And it's like, bro, it's late. It was a good-looking shot, but I'm not trusting that he's going to make it, and nobody is there to get a rebound to push it back out. And then at the end of the game, what uh, what's his name? Bruce Brown or, or uh, uh, yeah, for yeah, Bruce Brown. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. You're right. He looked like he was trying to foul LeBron, and he gets a clean steal. Like he swipes at him and gets a clean steal, and I'm like, LeBron, you're six foot eight, bro. Nobody should just be able to steal a ball from you without getting some sort of foul. But it's been happening more and more, and that's the only reason why I'm starting to look at LeBron and say, hey, man, I don't know if you're going to have the legs in L.A. to be able to say, you know, he comes at the press conference, he's like, man, it's not over until four. You know, the other team mm. wins four games. And I agree with that. But I don't know if you guys have that killer instinct because everybody thinks they're the guy. Um, teams are 6-56 and 56 all time when go. trying to um, – <laughs> when trailing 2-0 in a conference finals and trying to attempt a comeback to win. Um, but Man. two of those comebacks – actually have been orchestrated by King James. Labor. But you know how old he was? 23. Yeah, he was young. 28. Yeah, he was you know young. what I'm saying? He was yeah, that yeah. Right. There was a different Very type of guy. And his game was different. Yeah, I agree. Because he, now he's settling for those jumpers. He, he could finish back then. For sure. He can't. He doesn't finish as well now. When I heard him say the other day, my strong hand is my left hand, I'm like, what? I've seen you go through the lane and tomahawk on people with your right hand. I've seen you get fouled on the way to the basket and make that layup because you're so strong with your right hand. It's amazing. He didn't flip the script and said, my strong hand is my left hand. I'm like, are you trying to throw throw everybody off the scent? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Foul him that way. No, man. Are you that or you just getting to that age where you're like, nah, my right hand's a little sore. <laughs> my, my back, Maybe. because I have my back, Maybe. he has a slept wrong. Now I can't grip my right hand right. Maybe. And, again, that's two games that they played. That they sh- they had an opportunity. They were right in there to win the game. I mean, and, and they let it slip. Denver their hands. did not play great last night. No, like game one, they both played pretty well, and then game two, Denver left the door wide open for you, and you were just not able to come back and get it. Yep, I agree. Well, Jamal Murray didn't let him. No, yep. Jamal I mean, Murray. He, but that's the thing is, Jamal off. Murray should not be the second best player in the series, and he shouldn't be able to go. He shouldn't be going off like that against what is considered to be the best defense yes. left in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he. I just, agree. I mean, we saw they bench Schroeder and put in Vanderbilt because he's got a little bit more size. I mean, and they basically said, "Okay, we're we're not going to do the Romer thing. We're not going to put in Achimura early because we know that we, he's only got X amount of minutes in, and we don't want to put him in for too long. If we start, if we start him." Then there's a huge gap because when Anthony Davis comes out, then we have to have somebody else in there. Yeah. So mm. I get why you didn't want to move him into the starting lineup, but at the same part, you move in Vanderbilt, and then he's still not. And I mean, he did okay on him for a while, but in that fourth quarter, you need to have somebody fresh enough and and up to it enough to go in there and stop Jamal Murray from lighting you up. He scored the final twelve points of the game for Denver. They couldn't stop. He's a, that's the second most points uh, consecutive uh, points scored for a team in the end of a game in the conference finals or the NBA finals. 
uh, in a win over the last 25 years. LeBron had 25, remember? Yeah. At the consecutive oh, he, straight final at the end of the uh, game Detroit game, Detroit right? Yeah. In 2007. That's when, and that was when everybody was like, man, he's really good. I'm like, dog, he took his team to the playoffs his first year, second year, third year, well, any year. Maybe people start saying it about Jamal Murray now. <laughs> maybe. Because he's, he's been lighting them up, man. Maybe. He's he kind of replicating what he did in the bubble. Yes, he did. A couple of years ago. Yes, he did. All right, we come back. We got Texas baseball to discuss. Big win for Texas baseball Ooh. to try to keep those winning ways. Is going coming up next right here on Ball Don't Lie 1049 Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's when Patrick plays jams that uh, from very talented human beings, very uh, talented uh, bands and artists and musicians that you have a chance to hear live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Lou Apollo, and he is playing today at Still Austin. I like that name, Lou Apollo. It's a good name. It's good. Like it's that. smooth. It is smooth. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, something else that was smooth uh, were the Longhorns yesterday. Um, Texas baseball with a big win, 12-2 over the West Virginia Mountaineers, number six ranked West Virginia Mountaineers, actually Big 12 leading West Virginia Mountaineers. Hards, Lucas Gordon on the mound. Um, he showed up. He had seven shutout innings, allowed four hits, one walk, had eight strikeouts. And then on the flip side of that, um, it was all about Porter Brown. You brought him up, but, uh, man, he uh, <laughs> talk about showing up at the right time. Three home runs. Three home runs. Three Think about babies. that. Three. Three big time. That's crazy. And crucial. They've been, you know, this was a huge game for the Texas Longhorns. We talked about it yesterday. Mm. They have an opportunity to finish out the year, put themselves in uh, uh, the position of number one. Coming into this game, West Virginia was the number six team in the country, too, by the way. Let's not forget that. They were ranked number six in the country. So for Texas to go out there, This helps with their RPI ranking. Mm. This helps with the committee looking at them and seeing, okay, Texas decided to show up this game. Let's see what they do tonight. LeBaron Johnson's going to get the ball on the mound. But last night for him to go out there and Porter Brown to have four for five, as you said, tied a school record, a program record for three home runs in a game which is something that hadn't That's happened crazy. in a – well, it happened in 2023. Happened with, last year. I mean, 2022 with Murphy yeah, Staley. Yeah. <laughs> but – it, it that's something it's like the Ricky Williams all time leading rusher. You put up a big number and you're like, oh, he became the all time leading rusher. And then next year somebody gets the record with mm-hmm. Ron Dane. You it's something that stood for a long time and now it got flipped. That's huge for him. And and I got a chance to do a game with Craig Way uh last week and I told you I said he hit a ball the opposite field further than I seen some right uh some guys pull it mm. to left field. And I was so impressed with his opposite field power. While I was talking to a buddy of mine, while I was at the Round Rock game, he was at the Texas baseball game, and he told me, he said, Porter Brown just hit a ball off the center field batting eye. Like he was hitting the ball all over the place. Like those are the types of things that we've been waiting for in, in any sport at any time. When your team gets hot at the right time, mm-hmm. anything can happen. Now, 12-2, to 2, 
West Virginia, they they're they're licking their wounds. They're the number one ranked team in the conference, so they're going to be coming out ready to play. But last night, for for the things that happened, shout mm-hmm. out to Dylan Campbell oh, yeah. as well, and going three for four, extending his hitting streak to thirty one games. That's crazy, the second longest in Big Twelve history, by the way, the second longest, and he got it on a bunt in the first inning. That's one way of getting it out of the way, and then he finished it off with a home run to left field that, by the way, was hit as far as Porter Brown's ball mm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's it's his uh, what, eighth home run of the season. 11th for Dylan, uh, for, for, uh, for Dylan Campbell. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. eighth in the conference. Eighth in the conference. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he's been phenomenal. Uh, yeah. And I, what's the record for the Big 12? Uh, I think it's 35. 35. Yeah. 35. Mm, I'm not going to jinx He's the man. Creeping. I'm not going to jinx the man. Creeping on the come up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Texas, uh, they were, and they were going up against this, so everybody knows this was not the best pitcher for West Virginia. Right. Um, they will be going up against a, a better pitcher tonight. Tonight, yeah. Um, and West Virginia chose a different strategy. They put, I believe it was a freshman they put out there yeah. uh, initially. Who took his first L, too, by the way. That was the first loss yeah. for him this season. So it, it is. Uh, it was an interesting situation, uh, interesting strategy for them to go with that. But at the end of the day, I got a face who's on that mound, and I made him pay. Now we get another opportunity today. You got to have the same approach, go out there and make some adjustments. But I was telling a buddy of mine earlier, when you look at the Texas Longhorns batting averages, you look at Jared Thompson. I mean, Jared Thomas, he's batting three twenty nine for the season. You look at Peyton Powell, he's batting 363. Dylan Campbell, 338. Garrett Gilmet, 322. Porter Brown, 337. Eric Kennedy, 317. Tanner Carlson, who doesn't have a lot of at-bats, but every time he gets a chance, he goes out there and makes the most of it. He's batting 306. Jack O'Dowd, who plays pretty much every day at second base, is 277. Hmm. That's swinging the bat. It is. That's giving yourself an – an ample opportunity every single time you come up to the plate. And as I've talked to you about before, situational baseball, there was a spot early in the, in a game. They got de- your hottest hitter, your your guy that has a streak, you ask him to bunt in the first inning. He gets it down and he ends up getting a hit. Mm. Those are the things that you have to capitalize on, and that's what Texas did yesterday. In the 12 runs, Texas scored second most allowed by West Virginia uh, this season. So West Virginia is not accustomed to giving up that many runs. Right. They're one of the better teams in all of college baseball uh, in Texas to get a share of the Big 12 title. They got to sweep West Virginia, taking care of business. At least they got to start out that way, at least in the first game. And they got to sweep them and also get a little bit of help from Oklahoma. Oklahoma's got to beat Oklahoma State at least once. Yeah, they did not last night. They got the West Virginia treatment last night. Oklahoma did. <laughs> hey, it's a rivalry. So yeah, that's uh, a rivalry, though. So uh, anything can happen. They got the at least most of the weekend to figure it out. But Texas just needs one. But Texas can't even worry about that today. Take care no of doubt. business. So they got to work out breaking the brooms on the, uh, the the West Virginia Mountaineers. We so, got goals over here. We got goals, and they trying to achieve them right now. It is. Uh, it's it's pretty impressive though what Lucas Gordon has done. Um, getting back to his performance, mm-hmm. he's now first in the Big Twelve in ERA and second, I believe, if you look at overall innings pitched, uh, fourth in strikeouts, fifth in opposing batting average allowed. 
he's taking his game to the to the next level. He talked about it. He wanted to do it for his team. He knew this was a pressure moment, big time pressure situation. Um, Hard. I mean, what are your thoughts about Lucas Gordon and how he's performing right when you you know need him to be at his best? He looks to be having his best stuff right now. Well, the one thing that I've always talked about and I'll continue to say. If you continue to throw strikes, it makes it easier for your team to play behind you. I said it yesterday. His first pitch strike location was outstanding yesterday. He was able to move the ball in and out. And the most important thing is they play clean baseball too. So if you're throwing strike, it's all about the rhythm. And once you get that rhythm with your team, I can play good defense behind you. I'm anticipating certain things to happen because I'm not on my heels because you're walking guys. If you go out there and you pitch and you throw strikes, we can make plays behind you. You get involved in it. You get amped up. He had a ground ball come back to him early in the game. That kind of got him going. He had to get over to first base on a ground ball to first that he hustled. So it gets your adrenaline going and gets you dialed into the game, and that's exactly what he was doing. You talked about it. He's number one, excuse me, in the country, right? I mean, in the Big 12 He's one uh, number one with ERA 2.48. He's number two in innings pitch. He's number four in Ks, and he's number five in batting average against. That's what you want from your guy that starts game one for you in a weekend where you have to try to sweep. Yeah, it's uh, got to have it serious yeah. for Texas. So yeah. They're in postseason mode already. All, yeah, every game. I heard Coach Pierce talk about mm. that with B&E. He was like, the last couple of weeks we've been in that that mindset. So way to go. And uh, that's a hell of a way to start out the weekend series versus West Virginia. So tonight we're off early at 6.15 for Texas baseball. It'll be there uh, game two versus uh, West Virginia. And we can give you a little sneak peek uh, about that matchup before we're off air in the 6 o'clock hour. In the meantime, we'll come back, get into the flex on the other side. Uh, my man Harge got a chance to see some of the best High school playoff baseball. Woo. He says he's ever seen in yeah. his life. That is not hyperbole. That is what he said to That's me when he came in <laughs> in the break. All right, yeah. we'll come back and talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 on the Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Willie McGee, and he is playing Saturday at Sagebrush. Uh, I kind of like this groove. It feels old school a little bit to it. It kind of feels vintage a little. It's got a little bit of that, uh, uh, I can't think of the guy from Toy Story. The guy who did the song for Toy Story. Ooh. Oh, I know exactly. I can't think of his name. I, I don't know why it's eluding me either. right now. Very famous. Uh, oh, yeah. Specs Exxon will light you yes, up here. Yes, I know. Second. I yeah. know. It's terrible. Trying to get it before the Specs Exxon sends it in. No, no, no. I know exactly what you don't. I don't feel bad because I have no idea who y'all talking about. But I'm sure I'll know when y'all mention the name. He's a guy oh, that, yeah, he's he's the guy that always up. writes for movies. So. Oh, is he wrote, did he write for um, oh. Randy Newman? Randy, Randy yes. Newman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He writes for everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that because I was thinking about, um, man, what was it? The Cameron Diaz movie. 
Uh, something about Mary. Something about Mary. Did yeah. you write for something for that? No, I think that was a different band. That, that was did a different. A lot of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I was but thinking I about know that. What you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. So I'm wrong on both accounts. So <laughs> I apologize about that. All right. Let's get into the flex right here. FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. All right, Harge. You got a chance <clears throat> to go see the Westlake Round Rock uh, playoff baseball game last night. Game one, actually. I did. Uh, because they got game two tonight. You told me this is one of the best high school baseball games you've ever seen. It was. It was definitely one of the wow. best high school baseball games that I've ever seen. This was one that I might have played in. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the best and cleanest games that I've had the chance to see. Did you say it's one that you might have played in? No, I'm just saying, like, I've played in some great high school baseball oh, games. Give going yourself against some props. No, 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 I'm saying. <laughs> it's something like, that Harge would have played in. I would have played in it, but <laughs> I got a chance to witness uh, some great baseball <laughs> okay. by, you know, two of the best teams in Central Texas. We've talked about it, and I'm sure a lot of people will say, well, we play great baseball, too. I understand that, but I wasn't at your game last night. <laughs> I was at this game, and it was one of the cleanest games from – uh, the, the both of the teams, the way they went about their business, the fans, everything was first class. It was on point. It was what you expect to see. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to go watch one of the, your favorite or one of the two teams that were playing each other in football, you saw them in basketball where it was so evenly matched that no, everybody, everybody on both sides were on pins and needles. Yeah. That type of atmosphere, that type of pitch-to-pitch situations. And I want to give a – I mean, I I can't believe I'm doing this. Give it. But this is one of the best compliments I could ever give anybody. Give it to them. That was one of the best umpired baseball games that I have seen. You just compliment the officiating? Yes. Because they didn't make it about them. Man. They made it about these kids, and they went out and they performed. There was not one time – that I've went to the baseball game where I didn't hear, come on, Blue, you're terrible. <laughs> Get in there. You missed that. Not one time the entire game. Mm. So I got a chance to be on on the call with my man Cameron Parker on the Round Rock side. I got a chance to go and sit with some Westlake parents and talk to some Westlake parents during that game mm. because all these kids have know what's at stake. And for them to go out there and play the way that they played and was so evenly matched – for those that don't know, the game came down to the very last inning. Uh, base hit to right field, play at the plate, as close as you could possibly play, and it was a walk-off. So it was a Another great, walk-off? A, 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 but it was seven innings. It went. It, I wasn't there for extra innings, bro. Uh, I wasn't there okay. for extra innings. Yeah. But it was walk-off come regulation. Up, walk-off, Round Rock had the home field. They got up their last at-bats. Kid fouled Hunter Ellis. Fouled it off, fouled it off, fouled it off. Got a pitch he can handle. Drove it in the right field. Right fielder comes up, makes a very strong throw at the plate. Bang, bang. Hmm. Player safe. Could have went out. Could have went safe. Called him safe. Game over. Pandemonium. People leaving. But it was an, it was the most evenly matched game. And, of course, you know, Travis Sequoia was the one that everybody was there to see. The big 6'5", 100-mile-an-hour fastball pitcher that's going to be going to the University of Texas, going to be drafted in the first round. It was a perfect atmosphere for everyone to be there to watch it. 
Every news station was there. I mean, it it was outstanding stuff. Hold up, this kid. So this kid you mentioned, the six five kid, mm-hmm. uh, who's committed to Texas. Committed to Texas. Uh, he's not going to Texas then. No, he'll he'll get drafted. Okay. <laughs> he's committed though. He's committed. Though. He's committed though. I don't know if the <laughs> nil is gonna be enough. Like <laughs> for your boy, oh, no, the nil would have no. had him. I don't think I'm the NIL combine had... all the sports w- nil yeah, deals into about... one and give it to one person. What'd but, you say no. the other day? Yeah. I was looking at it and baseball's not very high on that yeah. list. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Baseball is like number 10 yeah, on the list exactly. of uh, these sports that generate the most NIL <laughs> revenue. So, yeah, they won't be able to keep that young man if you're talking about him being projected as a first rounder. Absolutely. And you and, and you saw it. it, he, saw war- it. he warrants that projection. He, he warrants it. The okay. fastball wasn't where, you know, it wasn't there the entire game. Like to that number, 98 to 100. But you saw it. But I saw the breaking ball. And it mm. showed me that he knows how to pitch. Because he believed in his other stuff when the okay. fastball, when he was getting a little bit tired, he went to his breaking ball okay. and it was one it was it was falling off the table. I was very impressed with what I saw from both teams. Chance Cover went out there and pitched his tail off yesterday. I mean, he struggled the first two game two first two outings in the playoffs. This game pitched his butt off and was in every single pitch and the intensity and everything that was on it. That's the other part. That's the part that a lot of people I, – I, I posted a video yesterday. Mm-hmm. There were people up on the football field watching from the top of the football field because they couldn't get in to get a good seat in the game. That's nice. how packed this was last I like night. That. There were scouts all over the place. There were alumni that was there. There were people that – coaches from other schools that were gonna there. It's going to be the same thing tonight. It's going to be the exact same thing, <laughs> and it's right across the street from us, which oh, I don't damn. know how they're going to get all them people time, in there either. What time does it start? That's first pitch, 730. Okay, so we'll, I'll miss you'll that be, traffic. Sure, you'll miss that traffic. Pass all yeah. that then, all right. <laughs> Thankful about that. Yeah, no, don't, but, stop by, by, don't stop by Vaqueros <laughs> because you might see oh, a lot of people it's gonna over there. It's going to be packed over there yes. at Vaqueros. Yes. That is, uh, no, but that's crazy. So uh, it, so if it's if, if Westlake wins, then we go to a game third. Three game three at Concordia. Okay. That's the one and that the they play on the road. That's right. For the third game. That's right. Oh, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hoping it gets to Goes the to neutral site. That'd be pretty hey, cool. So is Westlake. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, sorry, round round. I was like, what the you talking about? You hoping it goes okay? Yeah. Like, so, we're hoping to end so this is, thing. So is Westlake. Yeah, we're hoping, hoping to finish that. him. That's right. Uh, finish him. Uh, so good luck to both squads, man. That's good stuff. A- any other uh, action you want to yep. get to? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, Georgetown. Georgetown uh, softball, they won yesterday. Uh, Georgetown baseball, unfortunately, they lost. Tonight is the big game with Cedar Park and, and Rouse. They're going to be playing okay. at Concordia tonight. Winner take all. Mm-hmm. One game. Whatever happens tonight, Whatever happens. the team advances and some other team's season is over. Shout out to Lake Travis as they won mm-hmm. yesterday against San Antonio Johnson. So there's a lot of baseball still being played around here. A lot of good baseball. And tonight, winner take all for Leander, I mean, excuse me, for Rouse and Cedar Park. And Westlake is over there hoping they can extend it to game three. Ooh, hoping, hoping. Yeah, uh, that would be some high-level drama right it there to get be. to a game three. All right, so good luck to all the squads in the Flex area participating in the uh, high school baseball playoffs tonight. All right, we come back. We'll get into uh, some Longhorn football conversation and Texas basketball conversation as well. On three ranked the top 100 players in college football. We'll get to that list, talk about what Longhorns made that list, and Tyrese Hunter giving the Longhorn basketball community some really good news. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.